Amen. Amen. <laughs> that was amenable, David. Who here needed a word about your children? I want to say a couple things. I don't know what this note is. Is this note for me? <laughs> Boy, I've never seen him move like that. <laughs> All right, what was I going to say? Two things I, I feel like the Lord is, is showing me there. Um, one thing is men, fathers, you have authority. God's given you authority. But you have to take that authority. You have to walk in that authority. You have to exercise that authority. And it's a good authority. It's an authority of love. It's an authority of power and of strength. God has placed you there. You have not placed yourself there. God has placed you there. You are equipped. You are equipped to be a product of deliverance for your family. I'm going to show that from the word today. That's our word today. But also another word from the, that's come out of David is David's kids are not toddlers. They're adults. And I believe that position of authority of the father over the children never Never goes away. It changes. But he still has authority to speak life into his kids, to speak over his kids, to be a product of deliverance over his kids. So I want to encourage you, husbands and wives, stand up. Stand up. This word was for you today. Man, it is a good word. It is a good word. Do not reject. Do not reject the word of the Lord. All right, worship. Everybody say worship. worship. Good. We've been talking about worship. We've been talking about worship for uh, going on, I believe this is my fifth week. Last week we started on praise. We looked the, a few weeks before about what is worship. The next week, why worship. Then we started into um, the atmosphere of worship around the throne of God, how the atmosphere should change here in the church, how it should change in your life. That as we worship as a church, we are desiring the presence, the manifested presence of the Lord to come every time we worship, every time we meet together. And I believe the Lord is moving. It is obvious within you, out in this body, when we get to worshiping, that the Lord is moving in you. He is here. He is here in all good. 3001 Phillips Cemetery Road, he is here, and he is moving. But last week we started looking at praise, and if you remember from last week, the word I wanted you to get, the two words I wanted you to get is praise first, and I think that goes right along with what you're saying. Before you feel like it, before you see it, before you have any idea how you're going to come out of what you're going through, you've got to praise the Lord, and he did it through dance. That is a way to praise. But what does praise mean as I just kind of uh, catch us up from last week? Praise means to express a favorable judgment. It also means to glorify. 
especially by the, by the attribution of perfections. You know, we love to receive praise. We love it. Why? Because we were created by God in the image of God. But God loves to receive praise. We love praise. God loves praise. But today, again, I want you to catch this word, praise first. Everybody say praise first. Praise when you get up in the morning. Praise when it starts raining. Praise when you have a flat tire. Praise the Lord when you have challenges. Praise the Lord when things are good. Y'all know the song, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him in the morning, praise Him in the noontime, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him when the sun goes down. Good. Old school, but the word doesn't change. Praise Him. It's a good word to wake up with, a good word to get in the middle of your day with, it's a good word to end with. Praise. Cover your day with praise. And where did I get praise first? Remember, we went back to the Old Testament. We were talking about the tribes of Judah going out to war, and they would, the kings would pray and say, who should go first? And God always said, Judah. Judah goes first. And if you look up the Hebrew word for Judah, it means praise. Let the praisers go out first. But to, uh, the things we looked at last week, why praise? Number one, it's the direct pathway into the presence of God. I will enter his courts, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with the way into the presence of the Lord is by praise. Second reason is we are commanded to. Third reason is it delivers us from discouragement and depression. Do you remember? Put on the garments of praise for the spirit of happiness. I want to tell you, it just blesses my heart when you guys take heaviness. Sorry, not a spirit of ha happiness. It's a spirit of... <laughs> I'm happy, by the way. There's no, you know what? You may have all hell coming at you, but if you, are, if you are experiencing the presence of God, if you are walking with God, you have real joy. You have real joy. Some of you need joy with all your family coming into town. Real joy. You need to be looking for gold. That was a word for you. This family coming in, there's gold. Look for that. Don't look for the problems. You'll find the problems if you go looking for them. Quit looking for them. They're there. They know they're there. You know they're there. Once you look for the goal. But to deliver us from discouragement and depression, put on the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You start praising the Lord when, you're, when, you're, when your mind starts wanting to go into a pit, you will come out of that pit. The word tells us it will be replaced with joy, with, glad, with joy and gladness when you put on, this, uh, when you put on the garment of praise you got to dress in it. And then finally, last week I ended with it ushers in the glory of the Lord. So today, why praise? Why would we do it? And by the way, man, that last song, you have turned my morning into dancing. We were praising the Lord. We were loud. We were dancing. We were shouting. I was, my hands were hurting from playing the piano, man. It's painful sometimes to praise the Lord. Any of you get to sweating? This 25, 30 degree day, get sweating, pray, praising the Lord and sweating are two things that ought to go together. Amen. Here we go. All right. Why praise? It's going to be good, everybody. For complete healing. Complete healing. Turn with me if you've got your Bibles to Luke chapter 17. 
Luke 17. I'm going to put it on the screen for you, but get your Bibles out. If you remember from this scripture, Jesus has just healed ten lepers. Leprosy. Everybody relatively familiar with leprosy, you know it's nasty. It'll cause your nubs to fall off. You wind up with nubs for hands. You wind up with all kinds of major problems in your life. But the Lord had delivered them from this disease of leprosy. In Luke 17, 15, it says, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God. Another way to say that is, with a loud voice, praised God. He brought glory to him and fell down on his face at his feet giving him thanks. We also know that's another way to praise the Lord, giving thanks. It is thanksgiving. It is time to give thanks. It is time to praise the Lord. It is our season to praise God. And, when, and he was a Samaritan. Verse 17. So Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were, they not, were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. Other translation says, whole. I've heard it taught so many times, and I want to tell you, I believe this, that the one that returned got, a double, got, got another blessing. He didn't say the other nine has been made whole. He said this one has been made whole. And I believe that's literal. I believe that the appendages on his body that had fallen off grew back. I believe he was left whole. Not lacking, not incomplete, but whole. Now, they received their healing. How many here has ever received something from God? Isn't it awesome? But so many times, and I will tell you I'm a product of this, we forget to return. We're glad we move on with our day. And have any of you ever received a miracle and forgot to thank the Lord and then you remembered And you come back and like, oh my gosh, God, I forgot all about you. I got what I needed and I was done. No, I will stop and I will thank you. Thank you, Lord, for healing me. Not because I'm thinking about the ten lepers, because he is worthy to be thanked. Because I should respond from my heart what God has done for me. And I should respond back to him with praise. How many of you like it when you do a good job at work, your boss says something about it, says something positive? It it encourages you to go back to work and to do a good job. What about when he doesn't, when he doesn't even notice, when he doesn't acknowledge, doesn't care, moves on to the next thing? And let me tell you, as a boss, I have done it. And I have realized it hurts. And God's sitting here saying, Jesus is saying, where's the other nine? Weren't they healed too? It's time to thank the Lord. Don't wait for the sermon to end. It's time, right now. Thank you, Jesus. You're good. Yeah, thank you, Lord. I thank you for a deacon that has gone out here and set up this whole Thanksgiving meal for us tonight. Amen. I've come up here every night for whatever reason, and they've been up here. Nobody sees what's going on. His kids, his family. Every night, every time I've come up here, he's been up here. Thank you, Jesus. 
So come and eat. Better come and eat. All right, why praise? Here's another good one. To silence the enemy. Psalm 8, 2. From the lips of children and infants you have ordained praise because of your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. So many times we like to give the enemy our focus. We like to give the enemy our worry and our words and our thoughts. And the Lord says, no, praise me and I will shut that enemy up. Anybody here need the enemy to be quiet? Praise the Lord. Fill the air up with praise. Psalm chapter 7, verse 14 says this. It says, Behold, the wicked bring forth iniquity. Yes, he conceives trouble and brings forth falsehood. He made a pit and dug it out and has fallen into the ditch which he made. Verse 16. His trouble shall return upon his own head and his violent dealing shall come upon, down upon, on his own crown. I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness, and I will sing praise to the name of the Most High. Now, I believe from this scripture, there's two things being said here, as well as probably so much more, but two truths. Praise is the answer to wickedness and iniquity that comes against the believer. Praise is the answer when wickedness and iniquity comes against the believer. The temptation to sin and to live, live wickedly will soon disappear in the face of sincere, audible praise. Do you hear me? The temptation to sin and live wickedly will leave when you cover yourself in praise toward God. It will drive it out. It will literally drive that nastiness out. Praise delivers. This will bring the glorious presence of God, driving out the desire to identify with a sinful act or thought. Thankfully, we are not capable of really doing two things at once. We may think we can, but when it comes to our thoughts, if we've got a negative thought and we replace that with another thought, it's hard to have two thoughts at the same time. I can't do it. My wife probably can do it because she's a left brain, right brain person. I'm not. Thankfully, I got one brain and I can only think one way. <laughs> but if I will change my thought with, with the presence of God, because when I praise the Lord, it says he'll come and he'll enthrone himself. When he enthrones himself, whatever enemy is trying to take my thoughts has to go. It's not even really an effort on my part. It's on God's part. God does it. He just wants me to praise him. I'm not driving away Satan. God is. I'm just praising him. I'm being obedient. God comes and handles what I can't handle. But I have a part to play. I've got to dance when it's time to dance. I've got to praise when it's time to praise. God is not going to do my praising for me. I have to do it. 
You know the song, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. That is a man commanding himself. I have to bless the Lord. Praise is the answer to wickedness and, and, and iniquity that comes against the believer. And verse 17, we saw here, it says, I will praise the Lord. It is an act of the will. It's not merely an enthusiasm overflowing with words, but a self-induced declaration of thanksgiving. Again, it's coming back to that word that David has. You've got to choose to do it before you feel it. If you wait for the feeling, you will not do it. Faith is doing it before the feeling. Don't wait for the conditions and circumstances to be favorable, but offer God a thanksgiving of praise because he is worthy and he is right. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. Now make that be real from your heart. We ask you, Lord, that you would make that real in our heart, that we would be thankful to you and that we would turn our hearts really to you and to praise you. We will praise you. I want to encourage you, church, when we end this service, we're going to praise the Lord. So prepare yourself, not to sing a song, but to praise the Lord. Bless the Lord. Can I say this without being offensive or I'm not changing scripture? Bless the Lord, O oh my church, and all that is within you. Bless the Lord. I believe what, what I'm trying to say here is that we are a bunch of people that make up the church. And when we say, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, we are collectively a bunch of souls as one. Bless the Lord, O oh my church. We will bless the Lord. We read last week or two weeks ago about Paul and Silas. I'm going to read it again. Because again, I believe it goes along with the word that David gave. It goes along with what Elizabeth was saying. It says, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. I think that's a key part. The prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, and so the foundation of the prison was shaken, and immediately the doors were opened, and everyone, everyone's chains were loosed. But I want you to know, it says, if you will praise the Lord, he will draw all men unto him. And here is Paul and Silas praising God, and the world is listening. You may not think the world is listening, but when you truly praise God from your heart in your workplace, around your family, around sinners, around, the, around people that are lost, I had somebody come up to me and said, Pastor Paul, be careful when you're reading my Facebook because my family, I got a bunch of sinners in my family. That's not exactly how they said it. I said, well, I got sinners in my family. I'll tell you that person on Facebook, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. They'll hear you just like you're hearing them. I, I, don't, I don't read people's Facebook pages. I, I try hard not even to read my own. But uh, bless the Lord. Facebook is not a, is not a, uh, a right to dump, to dump. It's not a right to dump. Everybody thinks it is. It's not. Don't do that. Uh, 
All right. Acts 16, 25, and 26, we see that this is freedom from literal bondage. I mean, they were literally chained. But it's also, spirit, it's also deliverance and spiritual bondage. Praise directed toward God can shake open prison doors. And if you continue to read, a man was converted. Through Paul and Silas's praise, a man was converted and he went home and his whole household was converted. Now again, what God's doing in you has effect over your whole household. And even though they have been bound up in certain areas, which we all get bound up sometimes, but that deliverance came through you and through the promise that he gave the Father. Praise will draw all men. It'll draw the backslider. It'll draw the lost. It'll draw the hurt. It will draw everyone. Praise is awaiting you, O God in Zion. And to you the vow shall be performed. O you who hear, the pr- hear prayer, to you all flesh will come. John twelve thirty two. And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. I want to encourage you parents with children that haven't been saved yet. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord around them. Let them hear the praise of God out of your, out of your mouth. Speak positively over them. Prophesy over them. Bless them with your words. And you start speaking their deliverance because God has promised that to you. And finally, why praise? It's the best one. It has nothing to do with us. Because he is worthy. Somebody say amen. Now, man, that was terrible. He is worthy. Psalm 18, verse 3. I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. It just can't be that easy. It can't be that easy. As Bertie Britt said, the too good to be true gospel. Almost too good to be true gospel. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I will be saved from my enemies. The most basic reason for our praise to God, He is worthy. The Hebrew word halal here for praise means to praise with a loud voice. The most primitive meaning of halal is to cause to shine. When we praise, we throw the spotlight off of ourself and onto God who is worthy and deserves to be praised and glorified. The more we put the spotlight on him, the more he causes us to shine. And you know, modern medicine has proved, modern medicine attests to the value of bringing a depressed person into a brightly lighted room. Do you have something to share? Acknowledging that light greatly helps to heal their, heal their depression. Can you see why putting on a garment of praise? What does it do? It shines the light on God. 
And God, in turn, shines his light on you. And that darkness flees. And those of you that are battling depression, it's real. God wouldn't give us deliverance from something that wasn't real. He would say, this isn't real. Get over yourself and move on. He's saying, no, it is real. This power of darkness is real. But if you will praise the Lord and clothe yourself with the praise of God, he will shine his light and drive that darkness out. Let the light shine in your life. And the way the light shines in your life is through you. How do, we, how, do we, how do we praise? How do we introduce light into our life? We give thanks. We lift up the name of the Lord. We thank Him for what He has done, for what He is doing, for what He is going to do. So many times we can't even focus on what He's done and what He's, what he's doing. We're thinking about what we need Him to do. Thank Him for that. What problem do you have? Thank Him for delivering you from that problem. Ask him to give you remembrance of what he has delivered you from. Anybody here ever been delivered from anything? Thank him again. You need some breakthrough on something in the future? Thank him for what he did in the past. Thank him for what he's going to do. He promises to do it. We praise him for who he is. Well, who is he? Church? Do you know who he is? Exodus chapter 34, verse 6. And I'm going to start wrapping things up. Worship team, y'all come on up. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God. Now listen, church. This is how you praise the Lord. Merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth. Anybody here need to know how to praise God? Exodus 34, 6 and 7. Go get it out. Keep mercy, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children and the, and the third and the fourth generation. Who is this king of glory? Tell who he is. I kind of got kind of funny this morning going over my notes because I wrote down this morning, tell who he is. And because it's the start of a sentence, tell is capitalized, but I felt like who needed to be capitalized, he needed to be capitalized, and is needed to be capitalized. He is. It kind of just kind of blew my mind for just a moment. I kind of get goofy sometimes just looking at words. Tell who he is. Psalm 24, 8, do you know this? Who is this king of glory? The Lord mighty and strong. The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Lift up, you everlasting doors. And the king of glory will come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. Psalm 46, 1. God is our refuge and strength. Our very present time. Our very present help in trouble. He's merciful. He's gracious. He's abounding in goodness and love. The truth, forgiving, strong, mighty, mighty in battle. The Lord of hosts, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He is holy. He is worthy. He is our refuge and strength. He is our very present help in time of need. Men? Amen. That's an amen moment. David, you need to get the men's group to get trained to not have to be commanded to say Amen. 
that's the next step. You got the amen. Now we got to know when to do it, and it's when you feel it. It's when the Lord, when the Lord touches you, you respond. It's about time to respond. Um, I want y'all to stand up. I'm going to read one more scripture, and I want those that are praying, I want to go ahead and open up the altar. This is going to be our altar call. So if you need prayer, if you need to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you have a need, church, do not go home without asking God to meet that need. The presence of the Lord is here to meet your need. Justin, I'll just, if you don't mind, I, I don't, Blake, take over for him. You come on down here if you don't mind. Be ready to pray. I need another uh, group of prayers. Okay, great, great. Thank you. Psalm uh, 150. Can we say this together? Let's just read it together. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty firmament. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the lute and the heart. Praise Him with the timbrel and the dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and flutes. Praise Him with loud cymbals. Praise Him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Of the Lord. 
Yes, we will, Lord. Next week, we go into the posture, into how we praise. We praise with the lifting of hands. We praise with the bowing of our heads. We praise with the dance. We praise with clapping. But this week, I hope that song will stick with you. He is holy, wonderful, marvelous, glorious, omnipotent, righteous, and mighty. Yes, we praise you, we lift you up, we magnify, we glorify, we exalt you, we extol you, we adore you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord this week, church. Praise the Lord this week. Father, in Jesus' name, you are worthy to be praised. And we will praise you. We will lift our hands, we will clap our hands, we will dance, we will shout, we will sing your praises because you are worthy. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. amen. We'll see you tonight, 5.30 or 6-ish. Get down here, let's eat together. God bless you.